We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast. Thank you for watching and or listening, as the case may be. If you are watching over on YouTube, thank you for joining me there. You can uh, hit the subscribe button. That's easy for me to say. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to the channel there. Hit the notification bell. That lets you know when this and other content comes online. Love to share this content there and interact with you there. If you are listening to the podcast, again, thank you for doing that. And uh, that's probably the more mobile way of consuming this content. Thanks for doing it. Please take some time there as well to subscribe to whatever source it is that you listen to podcasts on, and uh, that lets you know when more episodes come out. I do my best to produce these in a way that they're available to you by 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings, Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast, Uh, but sometimes it's a day or two earlier or later, a couple of hours off, so that lets you know when it comes online, so please do that, and again, thank you, and uh, if this is a benefit to you, I would encourage you to share it out. I, I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram page and social media this last week that uh, so many folks that I come into contact with, and and part of that is the work that I do, but uh, even outside of of Mighty Oaks and the work that I do, I'm constantly talking to people that are telling me stories of friends or family that are really struggling in life. They're maybe not depressed, but they're just overwhelmed by what's happening in their lives and trying to figure out how to move forward. That is the reason that I produce this podcast. I, I know there are other sources of great information, other places that... Uh, You and the people that you know can go to get hope and help and direction and even healing in many cases. I understand that. And and what I'm trying to do here is just simply give you another source. And maybe it's a a source that you can use to send out to those that you care about. And if this would be a help to them, uh, my, my goal here is very simple. I say it every week to help answer the question, how do you move forward? When the world around you seems to be falling apart, how do you move forward when the world around you seems to be falling apart? And again, uh, your world may be different than my world. Maybe right now we're all struggling with the world, the globe around us falling apart. Whatever the case, uh, all of us can relate to that struggle. And the reason I do this podcast and and so much of the other content that I do, uh, and you can find my content on my social media channels, Instagram, uh, Facebook for sure, Twitter sometimes, uh, also on the Mighty Oaks Foundation uh, social media pages, uh, the YouTube page there has tons of content on it, and uh, myself and others are constantly producing content 
with one objective to help you. And I hope that this does that. So please take some time not only to uh, listen, I appreciate you doing that, subscribe to whatever it is uh, that's producing this content for you or delivering it to you, and then share it out. That would be a great help. Today, as we discuss the idea of moving forward, I want to talk about something that uh, so often is relegated to young people. The topic today is the topic of character. Character. Now, uh, maybe you saw that this was the topic of today's discussion, character, and you decided to just pass it over. You're listening or typically listen on iHeart or Google Podcasts or on iTunes or you watch the YouTube channel, YouTube feed. Uh, but you saw that the, today we're talking about character. And you said, well, that's not for me. I'm a little bit older. Uh, I'm beyond that stage in my life where I want to have a discussion about character. I was raised in the church. And uh, I, I know, having been raised in the church, that... Um, Every youth group, group activity, every youth talk seems to revolve around the topic of character. Um, and so often we, we discuss character with young people who are developing and they're growing. And we tell them they need to have character so that they can be used by God in a meaningful way. Or they can be a husband or wife that would uh, be someone who honors that relationship. They can be a great parent. They can be a great employee. We, we value character, however... We tend to get away from that stage in our life, and we no longer think it's as important. I was thinking on these things this week and remembered, I was going to say re-engaged with the idea, but remembered just how important this discussion is. Whether you are a young person, you're in your early teens, your late teens, your early to mid-20s, maybe you're a little bit older, you're in that middle-aged area of your life, maybe you are much older. Wherever you find yourself, character is absolutely essential if, please hear me, if you're going to move forward when you feel like your world is falling apart. We find ourselves in these times where obstacles present themselves, trials come, the enemy shows up. We've talked about this in other episodes. We didn't expect it. We wouldn't want it, but here we are. And now we're trying to figure out how to navigate forward. A person who lacks character will never be able to move forward in a meaningful way because they live a very pragmatic life. They bend to the whims and wills of the people and the organizations and the stuff around them. A person of character is able to plow through so much of the challenge that is presented day after day after day of a life because they are steadfast, they're clear, they're focused, they know where they're going, And they're going to do the right thing regardless. People of character. Character is absolutely essential. Maybe you are familiar with this, you understand this, you've taught it, but you need to revisit it. Let me give you a couple of thoughts today on this idea of character. There's a great story in the Old Testament in Daniel chapter 3. If you've been around church, you've heard this story. You've probably sang songs about this story. If you're new to uh, faith conversations, you haven't spent much time in church, maybe this is a new story to you, but I'll tell it anyhow, regardless of where you fall. It's the story of three young men, three young uh, Jewish men by the names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, again, If you were raised in Sunday school, you know this story great. Uh, Some of you may not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those weren't their real names. Those were their given names when they were taken as slaves, as captives by the Babylonians. 
There's a period of history, and this is the period in which the book of Daniel was written, where the nation of Israel was uh, overcome in conflict, and so many of the folks who lived in Jerusalem were taken captive by a king whose name was Nebuchadnezzar. You've probably heard of this guy. He was the leader of Babylon. He is the one who built a statue of himself and demanded that everyone in the land bow down to him. Now, this is an interesting story, and the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego really unfolds in chapter 3, but we see their names come up in chapter 1 of the book of Daniel. Daniel, the one for whom the book was written after, and the one who penned the words in the Old Testament, was one of those who was taken captive. It appears that he was a little bit older than Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was one that was uh, known for being wise and being able to give good counsel. In chapter 1, he says that he's going to stand for God and live for God, and yet because of his wisdom, he's pulled into kind of the inner court of counselors for King Nebuchadnezzar. In chapter 2, a very interesting chapter in the Bible, if I'm boring you, this is a Sunday school lesson for those of you that haven't had one in a while. (laughs) Chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He pulls all of his counselors and his uh, wizards and soothsayers, the people who should have known things, pulls them in and asks them, what is the meaning of this dream? They said, King, we don't have any idea, but we know a guy who might. Now, there's probably a a double meaning in all of this. They didn't know, but they didn't want to be blamed. So they were going to bring in the, the slave, the Jewish man, to take the blame for them if he couldn't interpret the dream. Daniel interpreted the dream. He told the king what it meant and what God meant by it and really spoke for God to the king. The king honored Daniel, and Daniel, who was then put in a position of honor, a position of oversight, asked that three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, be taken with him. They were. These three young men kind of became young, uh, maybe middle managers in the kingdom, given oversight of some specific areas, nothing too important, but they were placed in a position higher than the average slave. What a great story. It's a story of overcoming. (laughs) It's a story of uh, turning something into something out of nothing. These young men did it. But then in chapter 3, verse number 1, the Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was threescore cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He built a statue. His other rulers, those who managed his affairs, came to him and said, King, here's what you should do. Build a statue, which he did. What we'll do is we'll get the musicians in the land together, and when they play music, then everyone in the land bows down to the statue. What King Nebuchadnezzar was doing was putting himself in the place of God. And he was having everyone in Babylon bow down to him to give him worship and adoration. The Bible tells us that the first time this happened, everyone in the land bowed down except for these three young men. Now, it can be assumed that Daniel would not have either. He's not in this part of the story. But Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16, or I'm sorry, verse 12, says that the counselors of King Nebuchadnezzar came to him and said, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They went and tattled on them. Now, when you read the book of Daniel, it's easy to come to the conclusion that these guys were doing everything they could to put the king in a position where he would kill these young Jewish men, including Daniel. We don't know if that's what's happening here, but certainly they point out to the king that 
these young men were not doing what he wanted them to do. Verse 13, the Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true <laughs> that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? He, he had favored these young men. And I want you to get the whole sense here. Understand what's happening. He had favored them from slavery to a position of authority. They were in a good spot, and all they had to do was go along with what the king was saying, and they would be fine. Doesn't this sound like so much of what we're living through in our lives right now? If only you go along with what culture, society, the people around us say you should do, things are going to be just fine. You'll be left alone. That's what the king was saying to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, I heard this happened. It probably didn't. And if it did, it must have been a misunderstanding. Because the next couple of verses, he says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wind this thing back. The band's going to play again. (laughs) And when they do, you'll bow. When you bow, we'll forget we ever had this conversation. Isn't that interesting? He said, I want to exert influence on you to do something that you believe is wrong. And if you'll just go along, no questions asked, we'll forget this ever happened. Now, wouldn't that have been the easy thing for them to do? In chapter 3, verse 16, they finally answer, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Uh, That word careful in the uh, version of the Bible that I use, it it means that we haven't just spouted off (laughs) This isn't just off the top of our head. We've been very deliberate about what we're saying right now. We've thought about this. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Here's what they said. I'll summarize. No. (laughs) Listen, King, we hear what you're saying. We want to be respectful. We've been very deliberate about the process we've gone through to come to this conclusion. We're not trying to, to hurt your feelings or go against your wishes, but we have to honor God. God's going to deliver us one way or the other. Either out of the fire, he'll protect us, or in the fire, our lives will be lost. Either way, King, you don't get to tell us what to do. Because we live for God and not for you. So many conclusions can be drawn from that story. But one of the big conclusions that must be drawn from the story is that these three men were individuals of character. They were not driven by what was happening around them, good, bad, or otherwise. They were driven by something inside of them, what they believed to be true. Character is the foundation of both purpose and legacy. Character is the foundation of both purpose and legacy. Without it, we will be driven by every wind and overwhelmed by every battle. We can't win in the battles of life if we lack character. I want to give you some thoughts about character, and they're these very quickly. Character, first of all, provides firm ground. 
I've suggested this, I've mentioned it in passing, but it is character that provides a firm ground that we can stand on. Most people in our world are not standing on firm ground. Uh, they're, They're constantly evaluating, constantly doing the math to see what decision is best for them. Should they go along with this group or that group? Should they do this thing or that thing? There's no firm ground. They're constantly shifting. Character is the firm ground that allows you to stand and fight. If you're on ever-shifting ground, you'll never win the fight, and it is character, uh, understanding what's deep inside and what you should do that provides the solid ground on which you stand. We see that it not only provides a firm foundation, but number two, it clarifies the mission. When When I consider the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's amazing to me. It's a crazy kind of thing to consider. (laughs) Because they were clear on their mission, that their mission was honoring God, we know that the chaos around them did not cloud their vision. Now, this is what happens when you fight battles. Real battles, or those battles of emotion and, and the spiritual battles we fight, the relationship battles we fight, uh, the physical battles we fight. It doesn't matter. When you're in a battle, there is always chaos. There is always confusion. And it's hard to cut through that. But character, it clarifies the mission. Here's what these guys did. They said, our mission is to glorify God. And since our mission is to glorify God, the rest of it just doesn't matter. Threaten us with death. Yell at us. Scream at us. The whole world is looking at us. People are accusing us of stuff. We're trying to figure out what to do. It's clear when we understand that's our mission. I think so much of the confusion that takes place when we're fighting the battles takes place because we're not being guided by character. We're trying to evaluate what we should do when really we need to ask the question, how do we accomplish the mission? It provides firm ground. It clarifies the mission. Here's the third thing it does. It requires an an unchangeable guide. It requires an unchangeable guide. Again, these guys weren't asking questions. They were from Jerusalem. We know that's where they were raised. And since they were raised in Jerusalem as Jewish young men, I'm sure they were taught the first five books of the Old Testament from their parents. They knew that to honor God and to live for Him was their highest calling. And that hadn't changed. The circumstances of their life had changed. The situation they found themselves in, that had changed. But the guide that they were using never did. Uh, I would submit that we need to have an an unchangeable guide. That character is not tied to uh, the truth that changes, but the truth that is universal because it comes from God. There is relative truth in our world. We know that. There are things that are true because someone said them or someone did them. Those truths, if you will, those facts may change if different people do different things. Uh, That's relative truth. It's true because of the situation. But then there is that universal truth, the truth that comes from God. That is unchangeable. And when we're hanging on to an unchangeable guide, we can make decisions in changing times. We know, number four, this is so important, that character surrounds itself with other people of character. Character never stands alone. Now, I realize that's 
a statement in opposition to what we typically believe of about character. We'll say things like this. Character is doing the right thing when no one else is watching. Character is standing alone when the rest of the world will not stand with you. Character is those things, and certainly it includes those things. But character is built in groups. You need people around you who are of a like heart and a like mind who can encourage you to stand firm on that solid foundation of character, uh, encouraging you to hang on to the unchangeable guide, moving toward the same mission. Character surrounds itself with other people of character. It's interesting in this story that we don't even know who the spokesperson was for these three guys. The Bible doesn't tell us. It simply gives us the impression that they all agreed that their voice, if you will, was in unison. I'm sure one person spoke, but it was a voice that represented the others. That they had surrounded themselves with others of character and so were able to stand firm when most others would not have. Finally, (laughs) this is so important. Character is more concerned about truth than opinion. Character is more concerned about truth than it is opinion. There are so many people in our world that are driven by opinion. What do they think? What do they think of me? What do they think of this situation or this circumstance? What do they think of the decisions that I'm making? What do they think? It's opinion that's driving them. A person of character is far more concerned about truth than they are opinion. What is true? Let me act on that. What is true from God? Uh, What is true on the horizontal plane in this world? Where is the truth? Let me hang on to the truth and respond to that. Hopefully your opinions align to truth, but if they don't, I'll be far more concerned about truth than I will opinion. Character. Without it, we'll never move forward because we'll be simply driven by what's happening around us or often uh, often, uh, what's happening inside of us, the emotion that drives us. We see in this story, it's interesting as it comes to a conclusion, that character is a blessing to everyone. Um, If you read the story, you know how it ends. The Bible tells us these three guys were thrown in this fire. A fire so hot that even the person who was stoking the fire, it gives us the idea that he was working the bellows. He was uh, stoking the fire, making it hot. He got it so hot that he died (laughs) from the heat. These three guys were thrown in the fire. The king looked inside the fire and asked the question to those standing around him, how many people did we throw in there? Wasn't it just three? Because I see four, and one looks like the Son of God. So much we could discuss there, and we won't. But he says, there's something weird happening here. They're still there, and they're walking around. They got them out of the fiery furnace. The Bible makes a point to say that the ropes that they had been bound with were gone. But nothing else was burned. Not a hair on their head, not their clothes. They didn't even smell like smoke. God had delivered them. In verse 28 of this story in Daniel chapter 3, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel 
and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill. That's a fun phrase. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort than the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. They were promoted. Uh, It benefited them certainly to stand firm for God, but the entire nation benefited because three men were willing to stand on the firm foundation of of character. What a great story. They came out on the other side of this battle because they were unwilling to be pushed, pulled, <laughs> manipulated, or overwhelmed by what was happening around them. We must be people of character. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 3 says, The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. It is the integrity of the upright that will guide them. Determine today that you will be a man or woman of character. Be a person of character. And when you find yourself in the battles of life, your mission will be clear, your path will be straight, and you'll move forward. Because as we discuss every week, (laughs) when the bullets are flying in your life, you only have two choices. You can march or you can die. But the choice is up to you. tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling Ikea furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.